Today, This American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. In this episode, Serafina and friends are ambushed by a terrible insectoid monster in the Neverwinter Wood. Will they survive the fearsome might of the infamous Onkig? And don't they usually travel in packs? Them quiet summer nights out under the stars, campfire blazing. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a warm river babbling nearby. Life of a logger over in the Neverwinter Wood sounds like the life to me. Then again, you got two sides to every gold piece. But I don't got to tell you that. Anyway, two such loggers were sitting out and enjoying one of them very same nights not quite ten day ago. Uh, well, God's curse the next pot of stew we have to eat damn high sun and even tad every damn thing we eat is stew. Yeah, well, that's what we get for working for a dragon pincher. Yeah, he, he's a real ho hold on, a dragon pincher? Someone that'll pinch a dragon just to get a coin. Real cheapskate. Uh, a cool word. Uh, I'm gonna make it stick. Well, well, you're right about that. The boss is a real gorgon of the wood. Sorry, what, what now? Uh, he's, uh, it's a word for a logger boss I come up with. And, uh, uh, well, as I was saying, our boss, Tiber, he's as cheap and as stingy as you say. Making us all wait our supplies all the way from some know-nothing town his brother owns instead of a huge city just down the river. Uh, they very damn one we're selling all the logs to. Well, uh, Neverwinter charges a lot more taxes for loggers. Makes a bit of economical sense, if not culinary sense. If you're going to argue taxes are the reason I can't have real food after chopping lumber all day, yeah, I'm going to throw you in that river. Oh, well, well, Boss Tiber could have solved the food problems if he didn't antagonize those orcs that came by looking for shelter and trade. Kicking those orcs out and their weird priests in the tails was just about the only smart thing that Gorgon of the Wood ever did. Yeah, did you say, did you just say, yeah, yeah, it's a cool term, I guess. I like it. Uh, I've been keeping a journal of fun logging terms uh, ooh, we could, could just start using. Whoa, 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 whoa what's, what's that? I spilled my stew! Oh! I'll spare you the awful sight that came right after that. Long story short, big ugly bug come up out of the ground and ate them too. Then burrowed back in the ground from whence it came. Wait, listen. For the next one unfortunate enough to make any sound overhead. Back. 
still in quarantine, still playing D&D. That's us. Mm-hmm. My name's David. What's yours? My name is Marisa. Oh, are you playing character today? I am Serafina Tealeaf, a.k.a. Feeny Teeny. I'm a bard two, fighter one, halfling. You were, I think when we last left off, you were in some uh, dire straits here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in that little log boss's house? <laughs> Office? Yes. I'm sure there's a term for that. And as he was imploring you to be quiet, a fearsome... Onkeg. Onkeg? Onkeg. Onkeg. Um, bursts out of the floorboards. Horrifying praying mantis centipede thing that burrows and looks like it really wants to eat you. Right. Well, I'm a halfling. I'm sure it looked tasty. Yeah, and in fact, it's a, it's a large creature. So large is basically like horse-sized or bigger. So quite big. And you got your two friends with you, and also Falcon and some possibly useless nobles are outside doing something. And tonight you can barely see in here. Assume you lit some kind of torch or something. I don't know if you actually did that, but at the start of this episode you have a lit torch. Who knows why? Actually, yeah, I guess that'll be strategically important. Who do you think is holding this torch? Because Inverna is an archer, so she can't hold it. Shanjian has a big stick and casts spells, so he'll be able to cast spells but not use his stick, I guess. Yeah, you just got that bow too, so I don't know. Might be good for you to have both hands available. Yeah, I feel like Shanjin should carry the torch. Yeah. Dramatic. Yeah, I mean, we need our both of our hands. Carrying that torch for that elf lady. Yep. All right, so on this little list, the first thing we gotta do. Determine surprise. Yeah, you you guys are uh, pretty surprised here, I think. So it might get a free action. So your positions, you're in this. Uh, there's like a back office and like a big open space that I think we described as kind of full of uh, weird tools and tables with notes and all kinds of like random refuse and garbage. It's a loggers camp, so it's like big saws maybe and stuff. Ropes, I don't know. Lots of things made out of wood. Pretty cool. But including the floorboards, which is up. So I assume you like went closer to the uh, middle of this room. You're not too far off from the door if you need to escape. But I think it's going to get an attack. Kind of like rears back. And maybe it puts this these two like huge um, praying mantis like scythe things like into the ground a little bit. So it like just its head rears back and comes and just like spits this uh, this horrifying like projectile vomit at the three of you. Gross. Yeah, it's going to be real. It's like green. It's like green gray. Like a, oh, like guacamole if you leave it out too long. Think of it like that, mm-hmm. but maybe thinner, like more watery. So yeah, to avoid this, you want to try and make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, you're actually really good at this. You get a plus four to this. Mm. Okay, Shanjian unfortunately does not have any kind of bonus to his dexterity saving throw. He does not make it. He's getting globbed. Mm. And Inverna. That was a ten. That was a ten, yeah. Inverna. Ooh, man, you don't have bonus to that either. Ooh. And she got a one, so she definitely is not... She's being go- globbed, too. Let's see if it's a, a hat trick, and I can get all three of you. Two. Ooh, rough. I'm never good in these battles. <laughs> so it's going to do, so, do a lot of damage. Let's see how, how much. So nine to all of you. Okay. Ooh, man. That takes uh, Shane Jan down halfway. All right, so now... 
surprise rounds out. It got a free action because it like shocked you. But now um, we get to roll initiative to see who actually gets to go. So that is a dexterity check. So I'll roll it for these kids, and you can roll it for yourself. Well, their dex saves for those were really, really good. What, what'd you get? Yeah, just roll that and then add your dex, which is plus two. It's very nimble. 16, 18. Nice. Yeah, and then the monster. Hmm. Oh my gosh. You got an 18, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Burn actually goes first. You go second. Monster goes third. Change hands bring up the rear. All right, so yeah, and Verna, I think, um, she's gonna try to, she's gonna bring out what is, Orc Biter is the name of her bow. She's gonna try and shoot this thing down. She takes aim, she gets an eight, and her thing is six, so that is what, 14? Oh wow, that actually hits, that's, ooh, not, not great damage there, buddy. Over to you. Okay. So I think um, you're you're still a little ways from it, but you can easily just like run over to it and like hit it with your rapier if you want, or from where you are, you can try and shoot it like Inverna did. Okay, and Inverna hit it. Yeah, she hit it, but it looked like maybe it went into like one of its many legs or something, so it didn't look like it did a lot of damage, but still hit it. So maybe Seraphina can um, like run over or like run around the monster and like um take the rapier and like stab it in its tail yeah well its tail's underground but you can definitely stab it in the back okay stab it in the back um before you do though remember you should probably inspire somebody because that's like something free that you can do and then do something different all right then i'll inspire and burn it yeah what what um Words of encouragement, do you say? Inverna, shoot your arrow like you're shooting a hundred orcs that you want to die. Yeah, and maybe she just uh, like narrows her eyes and she's like, it does look about as ugly as an orc, don't it? And you can tell that she's mystically inspired by that. I'll put this die here to remind myself. Cool, and you can do that twice per day so you can check it off if you want or just remember. Okay. Cool. So, and you're such a good bar that you can just do that and then do another thing. So then you want to run around and try to stab it, right? Yeah. 18. Oh, wow. Great. So that's a 22 total. So absolutely higher than its armor class. So now you get to roll whatever the damage of that is. Four plus two is six. Nice. Awesome. So I think you moved, you attacked, you inspired. So flip that card over. Now it's the monster's turn. Well, I think you're right there, so I think the only real logical target is to go after you. So it kind of, like, disgustingly, like, scurries around. Maybe it uses its, like, extra feet to, like, scratch to turn around even faster. It might be as, like, like double your height. When it rears up and comes down, it's going to try and scythe you and put it into its mouth. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to make it. Okay, yeah, so it got a 10 total, so... Did not. So it maybe you, I don't know, how do you, do you just dodge away or does it, do you put your shield up? I would put my shield up to stop it from attacking me. Oh yeah, so maybe Captain America style, like it maybe pushes you down a little bit, you kind of throw it back off. 
and that was its turn. Now it's over to Shanjan. Oh, so I think you can maybe hear him from behind you, but you can't. Oh, because the monster is in between you two. So I think you can hear him just, um, Feeny, don't worry, Tamora's got your back. Cast a spell on you. Similar to yours. Next time you roll, you get to add that to it. You can almost feel like Timora, the goddess of luck, kind of guiding your your thoughts and actions. Um, so that was everybody. So flip them over and we get to start over next round. So I think Inverno's going to yeah, just take aim and fire again. Especially after you helped her. So she gets a six. Wow. So 22. She definitely hits with your help. Eight. Yeah, eight. She gets eight plus one. Whew, that was that was a solid hit, man. She feels so inspired. Maybe she hits it like oh, like in an eye or something. But it probably has like eight of them, disgustingly. But it makes it like a horrible like screeching insect noise, you know, like chittery and disgusting. Mm. But now it's leaking all this like similar to the stuff it spit at you, like this green like watery stuff coming down its like face. Now it makes it even more disgusting splattering out maybe a couple of drops like hit you and it like kind of stings it's like oh this is like acidic too i hate it so i already hit it on its back yeah and then she's hit it in its leg and its eyeball i think it's a. Uh, it seems like it's gonna try and do that same thing again like it it's like an insect it doesn't have a lot of strategy mm -hmm. so maybe i can run around to the other side of it now like its opposite side and um drive the rapier right through its like thorax oh yeah just like right up its middle mm -hmm. yeah sounds gross try it okay so now you get to roll the d20 plus the d4 and add them together and add your regular bonus that you get okay because timor is blessing you or technically guiding you is the spell ah. so six plus four is still ten um, plus whatever your rapier bonus is. I think it was a four, oh. right? Uh, yeah. So, 14. Ooh, man. that That's great, because you were exactly looking for a 14 or over. Hmm. So, without Timor's Blessing, you would have missed, but you, in fact, hit it. So, now you get to roll that sweet damage again. Okay. Eight, nine, ten. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. You probably stick it in and like, go up like you were saying, and uh, all this... Like disgusting green ooze is coming out of it now, but no, that's it. That was good for me. I wanted to just slice it open. Yeah. So um, now it looks like it's just you've made it like, so mad. It's gonna try and just like I said, it's pretty single-minded. It's gonna just go again, try and do that same thing. Like, uh, or maybe instead of from over you now, it's gonna try and go directly at you. Hmm. Yeah, this one's much better. Um, a 21 that time, which, yeah, that's better than your thing was 15, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But it does hit you in its mandibles and does 8 damage to you. Okay. So, no, minus 8. And I've got some bad news. Oh, it has those big, like, uh, scythes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of grabs you in those and then bites into you. So you're kind of, like, maybe, like, on your shoulder or something. It's, like latched onto you and it's still like you can see very closely this eye that's like leaking everywhere oh the arrow's probably sticking out of it still and it like lifts you off the ground and you're in fact grappled for the time being hmm. so that means you can't move 
you can't walk or anything. Mm-hmm. You're just stuck next to this thing until something happens. Okay. Similar to the the mimic did the same kind of trick on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you can tell that um, since you're so close to its disgusting jaws that it's like some kind of like slime thing. Maybe it opens its mouth for a second, and all the slime stuff is like building up, and you can say you can tell like, oh, it's gonna try to vomit acid again at me. Oh, like a brundle fly from the fly. Remember it through mm-hmm. on a donut? Anyway. Um, Shandian's turn. I think he just calls out like, Tamora, we need you. Help us, please. Our luck is running out. He's going to try to cast a spell called Sacred Flame uh, and succeeds. Oh my God, Tamora. <laughs> hmm. So um, next to you, maybe a, like this white fire kind of, or a spark maybe, hits like where its forehead would be. And it just seems like mildly annoyed. Only one damage. That's everyone, so we flip back over. I think Inverna, especially as this thing lifts you off the ground, she is not having that. So she, um, maybe she just throws her bow on the ground and just kind of like charges this thing with her, uh, I think she has a long sword. Promise. Mm. She has a shield too, but, you know, because we made that bow rule, it's probably like on her back or something. So she's going to hold this long sword with two hands because she's like pretty mad. Mm-hmm. So when you hold weapons with two hands, usually... If they're built for it, you can do extra damage. I think rapiers don't let you do that. But Ooh. most swords do. Oh no. Oh. How dramatic. Oh my god, Inferna. She got a two. Um, so yeah, she kind of goes ballistic and maybe she's not even thinking straight. So she just like um, hits hits at it. Maybe she cuts off a leg or something, but it's not like, doesn't seem to even care. Mm-hmm. And then it's back to you. So she cuts off a leg, but it's like whatever. Yeah, it's just like single-minded, like, oh, I'm going to eat this little creature. And it looks like, like I said, it's about to spray acid, perhaps. And then the but the condition can also end if I use one of my big spells. Um, yeah, I think you had one spell. I think it's the Thunder Wave one that pushes creatures. Mm-hmm. So if you did use that, it would push it and it would make it let go of you. Yeah. I think Inferna had something similar to that, like her Night Breeze power mm-hmm. that pushes stuff, but it's only if it's medium or smaller, and this thing's large, so it didn't work. Yeah, I think I can use the Thunder Wave spell to um, to push it away from me. Yeah, it's kind of like a desperate yeah. thing. But otherwise, I don't know how I'm supposed to fight it. Yeah, well, you are you can still fight it with, with no speed, just you can't escape or do anything else, basically. So I can try another move before I use my spell, basically. Yeah, doing the spell would take up the whole turn, but you can still like stab it and stuff from here. Mm-hmm. The grapple just means um, like you two have to fight each other until the grapple thing ends. I'll try one more thing and then maybe save it just in case I need it. Um, I will. Can I pull up my bow and arrow then? Or my or my arms incapacitated too. Um, your arms aren't. You're. I mean, you're holding your rapier. That makes the most sense, maybe. But um, you can't. How am I supposed to get close to him? Well, yeah, you, you are very close. It's like, like if a big creature was like biting onto your like shoulder or something, and you had a sword here, you just be like. Psh. So it's biting onto me with its mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used his sight things like bring you into its mouth. Okay, so maybe Seraphina can take her rapier and try one more time and um, like aim for the the roof of its mouth so that it goes like up from the roof through the skull. Oh, that's gruesome! I love it. 
Sounds great. Okay. 16. Whew, incredible, yeah. You hit it before you even add the bonus to it. Okay, so it would be eight, uh, 20, I guess, right? If it's plus my rapier score? Yeah. And you just need a 14 or over, so okay. you're, well, you're well above. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead and roll your damage, then. No! One plus two is three. All right, so still fighting on. And then it's the creature's turn. I think, um... Um, so let's see. This creature has you in its mouth. Um, I think it's going to bite on you and try to retreat underground to eat you later. Mm. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so I roll a, a 20, which means I get to do extra damage on this. Okay, not the worst. Six. So nine total. You're at nine. So yeah, I think you go unconscious. Okay. Damn. You're at zero. It exactly <laughs> did enough to you. So you, this, it like kind of bites down at you even more. Delicious. And then um, you kind of just fade to black. I think as they see you kind of like fade out, um, Shanjian just says, uh, maybe to himself, I guess. Just like, no, Tamora, don't, don't let her go. Uh, we've been through too much together. She must have some luck still left. And then he, you kind of wake up because he heals you for... A, actually, you can roll the d8. Seven. Cool. Plus three, so you get ten back. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, Inverna. Yeah, she's... Especially after that, and this thing, maybe, like, you treat it for... Like, it looks like, oh, maybe it's, like, gotten completely out of the hole and it's trying to go back in. As you wake up, you can notice this, maybe. Probably pretty chaotic, but it's going to... Or Inverna is going to... She's still almost, like, in a rage... Mm-hmm. With her sword holding it two-handed. Ooh, much better. Oh, she gets a critical. Those things. So, she has a little extra damage. Oh my god, Inferno. Rolling these ones. <laughs> wow, it's just so close to dying, but everyone keeps rolling ones to damage it. So, that's all she does. And then it's um, back to you. All right. So now I want to use my Thunder Wave. That makes sense. Thunder Wave. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature within a 50-foot cube must make a constant from you must make a constitution saving throw on a failed save. Creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away. On a successful save, creature takes half as much damage as in its push. Everyone has to get oh my god. A uh, 12 or higher. Everyone has to get a 12 well, or higher. Just the creature and Inverna, I think, are the only people that could be affected by this. Okay. So do you want to roll for Inverna and I'll roll for the creature? Sure. So it's a constitution save. and Oh, she has a bonus to that, so you're going to add plus 4 to whatever that is. Okay. So a pretty good chance of getting over 12. Okay. This creature did not get the over 12. 16. Oh, perfect. Plus 4? Mm-hmm. So she gets way over. So she is able to... Uh, resist this thunder damage but this creature is not so how much damage did it say 2d8 i want to say 2d8 yeah so go ahead and roll roll that d8 twice one okay four that's a uh, actually perfect so the result of this is that you 
Um, it just basically like sparks um, Inverna. She just takes two damage. But this thing takes like the brunt of it, obviously, and it pushes it back really far and then also kills it. So do you want to describe how all that looks? Okay. This thunderous, like iridescent way, like a gust of wind. Um, and it's like, like, you know, when you see a bubble and the, the bubbles like blues and purples and all different kind of colors. So it's kind of like that where you just see like the wind and all these kind of colors come out and it flies up against the wall and it's like blood the green goo just kind of like splats like a like a bug splat but it starts to like eat away through like the wall of, um, behind mm-hmm. it you know because it's acid so it's sort of like this big giant bug shaped like hole just kind of like starts to fizzle away at the walls i love it and that for sure kills it and it like as you shoot this emanate this thunder wave it's probably really loud too thunder right? mm-hmm. like a thunder crack um it like drops you fall down maybe do the, like the superhero like three point landing or something mm-hmm. um but then this creature's dead you've succeeded it's dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's the deal now i think shanjan's going to uh probably come over and just like feeny i thought we lost you for a second um Oh, thank God. Thank the goddess that we had her blessing with us. That was almost really unlucky. Do you want me to ask her to heal your wounds for you? And Feeney says, Well, Shanjan, I'll tell you what. I was, uh, for a second there, I thought I was a goner myself, but I knew there was no way I was going to let some ugly bug get the best of me. I had to do what I had to do to, to, to save you and myself, to save my friends and myself but I definitely could use some healing right about now. Let me tell you, that uh, that bug spittle was uh, kind of stingy and I'm itchy all over. Yeah, and he maybe like wipes some of it off of his face still. He's like, yeah, I did not appreciate it at all. And then maybe he like, Priest of Timora, so maybe he takes like a, a die and just like, here, roll this with me. And he like takes your hand and you like both roll this die on the ground. And it's like, through that ritualistic thing, you uh, you heal a little bit. Just the same amount. If you want to roll that d8 and add three to it. Two, but what do I add? Three. So five yeah. extra. Not too bad. And you have that potion still, too. Don't forget. <laughs> and Shinjin is, uh, is looking rough, too. But he's going to save his healing. Because he can only use it one more time. But yeah, what do you do now? I guess you have healing spells, too, as a bard, right? Yeah, should I heal him? Uh, it's up to you, I don't know. Who's the Who has the most damage right now? Well, Inverna definitely took the most damage, but she looks like she's tough. She's just like, let's just uh, see if any more of these uh, monsters are about. And she kind of looks over to this where the floorboards were you know, torn up, and maybe Shanjan, she takes the torch and kind of you know, waves it down there. And it's almost like this... Uh, sand it almost looks like uh if you think of it like the top of an hourglass you know where it like divots down and then she um like moves it around she's like this ain't loose sand you know i don't know if the the creature's built like this or if this is magical or something but shouldn't be able to crawl through that but sure did yeah it definitely seems to me that um there's always a possibility of there being more down there crawling around but i say we 
move forward because that was a big one and uh you can't imagine they're all that big but let's keep moving and get out of here as soon as we can and change ends like <laughs> this is why i never want to go to any of the beaches in in am right hmm. yeah that's the truth <laughs> I'll definitely think twice before I head to the beach next time. Yeah, so, um, oh, and also this, there's a guy locked in his office. Um, but did you want to heal yourself or, or anyone? I guess I'll heal Shanjam then. So, so yeah. I'm using my healing word or my cure wounds. Um, yeah, so I think um, there's a difference, but I forget what it is. I think one does more healing, but um, the other one you can use in combat, like, and as a free action and do something else. So it's better to use when you're fighting. So cure wounds? Yeah. Alright, so cure Shan Jam. I mean, the same exact thing he did to you. Go ahead and roll that D8 and then get to add 2 to it. 8, 9, 10. Nice. So, perfect. What's the plan now, Dan? Hmm... Run by the half brother, Harbin Lester, Barthen. Need someone to bear the supplies safely to the camp. Return to Harbin Lester with a notice of delivery signed by his half brother, Tibor. Yeah, so remember, Tibor is in there um, in the office, um, like locked up. He didn't come out during that entire fight. You still have Falcon, like the, the ranger, huntsman, mm-hmm. and the three. Uh, random people yeah the three nobles so i need i still need him to sign my delivery mm-hmm. okay so then i'm gonna go straight to him to get him to sign my delivery because i already delivered the goods right yeah you had um vincent the ox mm-hmm. with you probably somewhere maybe like in here yeah so i want to go get my stuff signed because i want to get out of here yeah so you kind of knock on that door he's like uh, uh, uh please be quiet Tybor? Uh, that's me. Tybor! Uh, there's no need to be quiet. It, well, at least just uh, not as quiet as before. No, no, you do. There's there's giant uh, bug monsters. Bug monsters? Have you seen more than one? I saw a hundred. They killed all the other loggers. Well, I mean... If you choose to stay here in this logging town, that's up to you. But um, we've got to get you to sign this because I've already made my delivery and I already killed one of the biggest bugs I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, me and my friends are ready to get out of here. Sorry, Mr. Tybor, but um, if if you choose to stay here, that's that's up to you. But uh, I did kill a big one for you, so I'd really appreciate if you would sign this for me so we can get on our way. And he's like, um, maybe there's a, a short pause and just. You wait. You you killed one. I'm a bard and a fighter, so um, I I definitely got this this guy good. And then you might have a giant bug sized hole in your wall there, but uh, well, you're just gonna have to figure that one out for yourself. And he kind of uh, you hear some like jingling and like unlocking this um, door, and he kind of just creaks it open. Oh, well, and looks down at you. You don't look much like a warrior, but. And he looks at this disgusting, like, slime remains. He's like, oh, well, I guess you did. All three of you, huh? Well, did... Wait, did my... Did my brother send you? 
Uh, yes, that's right. Harb and Wester. Uh, my friends and I were just passing through the town and, well, we sort of got swept up in all of this stuff, so um, here we are. But, uh, you know, while we're staying over in Fandolin, this is a just a job that we picked up. And, you know, like uh, my old granny halfling said, uh, just because we're a halfling doesn't mean we're not whole in heart and spirit. <laughs> so, um, you know, I may not look like much of a warrior, but um, here we are. And we just got to get this signed and be back on our way. Oh, well, um, I mean, I guess... He maybe looks at the the slime thing. You said it's like disintegrating the wall, <laughs> like all the it's like a log cabin, so it's like eating through this log. And he's like, "Oh well, I don't know if this logging site's going to be much benefit after this. All the loggers are gone, uh, and I'm just trying to avoid the the extravagant taxes from Neverwinter. But I, we might have to get a new site. I don't know if these supplies will be very helpful, but yes." Uh, I'll send a letter back to my, my brother, sure. Oh, thank you so much. And she, like, kind of, like, um, gives his, like, goes to give him a little hug, and she barely reaches up to, like, his <laughs> his waist, you know, and just kind of gives him a little hug. And is like, thank you so much. <laughs> just please sign this. We have to get back on the road. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to describe this guy, but the way I'm thinking, um, do you remember the the wet bandits from Home Alone? Oh, do you remember Luigi? I'm just thinking like someone tall, skinny, and like goofy looking. It's kind of how this guy looks. He's like, oh, okay. He looks very uncomfortable, but maybe he like pats pats you on the head or something. All right, great. And so then uh, with the pat on the head, she pulls out the delivery paper and um, a little pen from her satchel and hands it to him so he will sign it. Yeah, so... You get all that taken care of. He puts like a stamp or something on it. And then I assume you're going outside. And you remember it's like the middle of the night still. It's like foggy kind of. Maybe there's not as much fog now. But so as you come out here, you see um, like um, the other. Oh, and I guess that's where your people are too. Or your, uh, not people, but your ox is. Vincent. Oh, and you're supposed to bring Vincent back too was another part of that thing um but yeah it looks like the what the four other folks that came with you are over by that ruined chimney Mm -hmm. and maybe and they're off their horses their horses are maybe somewhere else tied up i guess maybe the half elf guy Il traven is like oh there they are come over here i think we we found something and then feeny looks at and Verna and Shanjan and this like gives her gives them a shrug like oh great what's now, what's what's next, and um, so Feeny reluctantly walks over and pats Vincent on the butt and says well, <laughs> if I've seen anything today I guess never seen anything as crazy as that thing back there so what is it? Yeah, I think Falcon's like, oh did you find that um, camp boss I suppose in there. Oh yeah, we found the camp boss, sir. <laughs> yeah, I yeah mean, sounds like sounds like you three were having some fun in there. Uh, fun is not exactly how I would like to describe almost being eaten, but here we are. Now I can say that I've lived to see the inside of a giant bug's mouth. <laughs> and I think 
Falcon's eyes just like go wide, like, and he's about to say something, but then uh, the other noble, Sir Perator Castellanter, is like kneeling down in like the remnants of this like chimney, you know, and he he was holding something and drops it, and he's like, "Oh, by the by the gods, what some sort of evil deviltry? Look at this!" And he points down, and there's this. Uh, it's very much like a uh, the Blair Witch. It's very much like Blair Witch kind of like twigs tied together that look kind of like a facsimile of a person and looks like there's little symbols like kind of like carved into it and it's like stained with like probably blood unbelievable what what things were going on at this logging camp and that the lady like the raven-haired lady who's like i love hunting lady lady letty lady letitia but she's like um oh there's a lot in there hmm she kind of like maybe moves with her moves some of them with like the ash and stuff with her uh her little boot her riding boot and you can see like a bunch are in there too do you know what that's about looking at you hmm well i'd probably have to learn a little more about this um as uh we don't really have things like this in in the halflings uh, culture but if anything they might be to ward off these um creepy bug creatures but gee i don't know um shanjan you're really familiar with all things uh religious what do you think they are hmm. yeah actually okay that's a good point um you can roll that yeah, before though, can you do me a favor and roll a... Uh, oh, it's going to be perception, yeah. Okay. What's your perception? Plus one. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Seven, eight. Hmm. Well, not the best, but you do see uh, maybe as Chan-Jan's kind of... He picks one of these up and is kind of looking at it. You notice that there's like tracks. I even put them on here. Like, because it's like sand, you know? So you can kind of see like, oh, we didn't walk here. This way this is weird but anyway let's see if he figures out anything more about these little figures he actually it's he's really good at religion oh it looks like these are i guess i've heard about these but Timora, our church would never use them some other religions like to use these i guess they're used to attract things and he's like oh and there's actually like hair and stuff in here these must be i don't know if they're attracted to certain people or just this whole area but he's like, these were definitely in blood. This is kind of some some ritualistic things. There must have been some sort of spell cast on these. He kind of like looks back up at you over his shoulder, maybe attracting something that. Oh, so Shinjin, you think that maybe these things were trying to call these underground monsters to this campsite? Not that they were already here. Yeah, um... I feel if this logging camp was here for a while, they probably would have known about it sooner than later. Hmm. This must be a recent development. Yeah, that is a really good point. I wonder if these things are were called to come here for a specific reason. And then I wonder why and from who would want these things here. Maybe somebody was trying to take over the logging camp. And then she um, looks at Inverna and says, Inverna, check that out over there. 
I know how uh, you're really into tracking, so look at these look at these footprints. I wonder if whoever dumped these totems here came from that direction. What do you think? Yeah, and actually, are you good at investigation? Kind of. Plus two. Yeah. Well, especially if you're employing um, Inverna to help you, you can... Oh, wait. You're good at survival, though. This You're following tracks. I think survival could work, too. You can take your better of them. And since Inverna's helping you, you can roll 2d20 and take the best. They're both plus two. Oh, well. Then you can flavor it however you want. Like, uh, I guess survival is more tracking and stuff, and investigation is like looking over the whole area. Which one do you think you're doing? Survival. Okay. So, looking at these tracks specifically. 13 and 18. And plus your whatever. 20. Oh my gosh. So, oh, okay. Because of that, you can tell, oh, these footprints are barefoot, first of all, which is weird. And as you kind of follow them back to where the sand is, or to where the sand stops, so you can't really follow them after that too well, you notice that they, like, gradually are changing. And when you get to the, the edge of the sand, they're like... Oh, these are now had hooves, and as it was walking, had regular human feet hmm. by the end of it, which is weird, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like a pig. Hey, guys, remember those three pigs that we met at the, in the forest? Yeah, and Vern is like, that one that, uh, that big boar that tried to give you a stare down and his three little friends? That's right. You don't think that maybe these pigs are actually, uh, Shapeshifters, do you? Vernus like uh, makes a look just like reminiscing, maybe or thinking back, and just like, yeah, well, I've heard of weirder stuff. Hmm. Well, it's very clear that whoever was around here was um, a magical being and uh, possibly dumped these totems, which would make sense of the sorcery that we're seeing here. I guess the next question is why, and who, and where, and what. <laughs> Yeah, and as everyone's like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think you hear some rumbling, like underground. Oh, no. Like the ground starts shaking. What do you do? Oh, no, I hope it's not a bug thing again. That's all you do? I don't know what to do. The ground is rumbling. And Verna, Shanjan, um, surround the nobles. Let's get everybody into a circle. Oh, yeah. Everybody watch one corner. And I think Shanjan, like, almost not even paying attention, he's holding one of these things, and he's like, oh, it's got little, weird little lightning bolts carved into it. Like, that's, like, I wonder if it's some kind of, a, like, electrical or something related. Interesting. Although we did use that lightning or thunder spell to disrupt it, maybe. I don't know. That's very strange. He's, like, almost not even paying attention, just, like, considering this one of the several, like, the little pile of these little humanoid figures. He's like, oh, what? Sorry, what? And Vernon's like, you got it, boss. She, like, so they, takes her bow out and knocks it. So they all kind of surround the, the people and um, sort of everybody looks in, like, a, an opposite direction and to kind of keep their eyes peeled to see what's, what's coming next. Yeah, so this area that this ruined house and chimney are in, it's kind of, like, grassy. But everything else is like kind of sandy, as you see on this very detailed map I drew. And I think just another one of those giant bug things like bursts out of the sand, contorts around looking for something, and then kind of 
turns to your general direction, all of you near the chimney, and just lets out this horrifying, like, roar. Like, it's just a bug, but it's like, if bugs could get angry, this sounds, like, really mad at us for some reason. And then it kind of brings its whole body out of the ground and just starts, like, charge scurrying over to you. I guess we roll initiative now. I feel like you didn't, neither one of you was really surprised because you were waiting for this. If anything, this was surprised. So yeah, actually, that's fine. That seems fair. Do you, you can take a free round to do something to it before it, as it approaches you. If, mm. if you can think of anything. Mm. So Serafina looks at uh, Inverna and says, well, here we go again. And uh, she pulls out her bow this time and aims directly for its eye again. Now that she knows that that's like a weak spot. Yeah. So she pulls back her bow and shoots it directly in his eye. Yeah, let's see if you do. Three. Three plus six is nine. Um, So yeah, you actually miss it. So it just fires past it, I guess. Okay. Did you want to use your bonus action for to use your other inspire or do anything else? Yeah, I'll go ahead and inspire uh, Inverna again. Okay. Yeah, I think she'll just immediately use that then. Okay. Where's the other d20? Oh, I see. All right, so she's she's taking a cue from you and just doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She rolled a one. She's, she's all about ones today. Mm-hmm. So even with your inspiration, 12. Oh, man. She's actually relatively close to hitting it still. But, uh, yeah, she, she also fires off into the distance falcon is just like i don't see the problem this sounds like good fun and he kind of brings out this like really fancy bow knocks an arrow and he's like "Uh, i guess i'll try it he kind of like looks away and takes aim let's see if he can actually hit he's actually really good oh not as good as i thought still pretty good yeah so he actually hits this thing from a distance oh yeah and maybe it goes through its eye but he wasn't even looking so he's like It doesn't seem like much of a problem to me. And then, like, as he says that, the ground starts rumbling again. And, like, two more of these things, like, in this... They probably, like, disturb one of the camp. These are little tents, you can probably tell, because of my really good drawing. Yeah, they they look like rectangles. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the typical shape of a camp. Yeah, obviously. A little tent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe... Like, two of them kind of erupt out of the sand, like, destroying this tent. So and now there's kind of, three? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of look look at you, everyone by the chimney, and just their little friend, like, charging at you, and they follow behind him. Lady Letty, she kind of knocks her bow, but she's like, Wow, killing monsters and reading about killing monsters in books is pretty different. Uh, I'm not liking this as much as I thought I would. Um, she doesn't even fire, but... Let's see, and Shanjan, he kind of stands up, like, at full attention, like, Oh, no, uh, Taimura, why, why are we so unlucky today? And he's still holding this thing. He's like, what should I do with these? Looking at you. Um, burn all the figure, burn all the totems. Set them all on fire. And place a spell over them or something do do something to make them to ward them away from here and i think uh sir parator 
It's like, yes, please, uh, get rid of those cursed things. Just talking to Shinjian, it's like, if you hadn't grabbed it out of my hands, I would have done it myself. He's like, oh, okay, and tosses it into the chimney. I think, uh, yeah, oh, he has that spell. Oh, a sacred flame, perfect. He kind of does, like, Taimor, please, take these away from us. Reverse the curses that we're apparently under. Um, and this, like, white flame kind of erupts and starts burning them all. These creatures kind of... The first one kind of uh, maybe gets to the edge of where you are, like, in this... Like, basically where the foundation is of this ruined house. And we go back to the burning totems there in this chimney, and we see them, like, they turn to ash, and they kind of fall away. And then you almost hear, like, like somewhere off in the distance, as if, like, a wolf's howling or something, like a like a pig squealing... And then these uh, onkegs kind of uh, stop in their tracks and just kind of uh, stop being looking threatening, I guess. Like kind of go back, duck back toward the ground more and just kind of look around and see a bunch of people with torches and stuff ahead of them and just like back away, like scared and then kind of just dive back into the sand and then all three of them just kind of go away. I mean, unless you want to do anything else. No. Yeah, especially because they're running away, you have an opportunity to... No. If they're going back away, I don't want to um, taunt them anymore. Yeah. So in that case, they kind of just, like, they escape, never to be heard from again, probably. And I think Falcon kind of turns to you and just like, puts away his bow. Oh, well, that could have been fun, but that was actually pretty quick thinking. Good idea. Kind of giggles a little bit and it's like, huh. Well, you know, thinking on my feet is probably one of the, one of my best assets, <laughs> along with singing. <laughs> Sir Parator is just kind of, uh, especially as these ankegs were charging you, it's just like, uh, like hiding behind, uh, oh, he's probably hiding behind uh, Lady Letty. Oh. Um, and he kind of just like, oh, oh <clears throat> uh, well then, um, good thing we defeated those, uh, Cretans, those disgusting, evil monsters. What a exhilarating experience, don't you think, my lady? She kind of just gives him a sideways look, like, oh, God. She's like, yeah, great, great work there, sir. He's like, oh, well, no need to thank me. It's these, mostly these adventurers, and only a little bit of my help. Everyone just, like, collectively rolls their eyes, I think. Feeny kind of pats that guy on his on his leg and like kind of gives it a slap and says, "Hey, you did a great job. You were very brave out there, and I'm sure you would have slain a creature all by yourself if you had the chance. But if it wasn't for you guys all standing up together with us, who knows what would have happened? So, congrats to everybody. And I think this is uh, where you go off on your on your hunting adventure and." We head back to Fandolin. It was so good meeting everybody. I want to sing a little song for us all so that we don't ever forget each other on our way back home. We defeated some monsters. We stuck together as a team. We made sure to be stronger than others. We fought them because they were mean. 
apart these ways together, but always in our hearts. We remember the times that we fought them, and that love will never tear us apart. Cause we are warriors, we are friends, till the friends till the end Amazing. I just made that up Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D, Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tilly and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by He Lee Bros. Why am I recording this when this is? I say this every single time? Sometimes it might change. It doesn't, though. Sometimes. It doesn't. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help This American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as your favorite insect. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. Moves it around. She's like, this ain't loose sand, neither. Neither. Just went Boston somehow. (laughs)